Welcome everyone to our first ever kids worship service. Every Sunday, except for one month, we get to sneak out of service and head downstairs to play and learn and have snack. While you guys stay up here without snack, our teachers, Cheryl Clinton, Sarah Walmsley, Jenny Little, Cheryl Linquist, and Lucy Rescendants are amazing and always have fun activities for us to help us learn about how much God wants, how much God loves us, and how He wants us to live our lives. Loving our neighbors and shining the light for all the world to see. We are excited to lead the service today and to share with you what we've been learning. If you are visiting with us, we are glad you came out today, and you will be glad to because we have decided to share snacks with everyone this morning. If you are visiting, Pastor Graham likes if it if you can take a minute to fill out the green card. You can find the green card at the entrance. Please take a minute to f fill out the, the passenger gram to welcome and follow up with you after the service. If you fill in the card, you can also trade it in for a gift. One of the things that we learn about in kids' church is how important it is to share all we have with others. Sometimes that might be, wait a minute. Sometimes that might mean sharing our time. Sometimes that might mean sharing our skills. And sometimes that might be sharing some of our money. If you feel like sharing any of those, uh, just wait a second. If you feel like sharing any of those things, that's Ah, shoot, that's, that's great. There are lots of ways that you can get involved and you should talk to a grown-up about that. If you'd like to donate financially, you can use the envelopes at the back or donate online. Our student of the week is Jamie Walmsley. She is our, in her first year of broadcasting at Niagara College in Niagara Falls. Let's take a minute to pray. Lord, thank you for today and for all the kids here today. This is a special service that we are very excited for. Be with us today as we share what we know of, with, with our church family. Amen. Today we start the countdown to Christmas and celebrate the first Sunday of Advent. Advent is a time for preparing of Jesus. Of Jesus. So for the birth of Jesus, a time to remember why he came to earth save us, to save us and have a time to think on how we are living. This week, we light the candle of hope. We reflect, on, we reflect on the fact that Jesus brings us through his birth and death. 
We think about sharing hope and those around us when we remember that we, the children, are the future and hope. So teach us to love like Jesus did. A good community, good outside. It was a quick Canadian morning. The boy was late for school. He added to 111. And take the shortcut through the park. That was really dangerous. In the park, there was a gang of bad guys. They like to make snowballs and beat people up and take the lunches and hide. The boy came along in the path through the park in the gay sun. and today I'll be making some chocolate chip cookies. You all like cookies, right? Yes. All right, first I just need to grab my magical recipe. All right, my ingredients are here. First thing is some flour. Well, I don't, I don't have any flour, but I have some cake mix white deluxe cake mix. That, the ingredients say mostly flour. 
That'll work. Oh, I almost forgot, but I'll be cooking my dad today, so I'll, I'll be needing less. <laughs> Not sad, this uh, flour or cake mix. There we go. All right, next up is some salt. Yep, salt. All right, so the recipe says three shakes. Okay, one, two, oh, uh, three. <laughs> they'll, they'll just be a little salty. That's, that's completely all right. All right, yes, now the best kind of cookies are chocolate chip ones, am I right? But uh, we didn't have any of those in my house, so I did have hot chocolate mix, which would probably work fine, but it was kind of cold this morning, so I made some hot chocolate, and now all I have left is this wrapper. Still has some chocolatey scent, though. That'll be good. And, and we want chocolate chips, don't we? <laughs> Just cut that up. That'd be good. All right, next up, some water. Hmm, I don't seem to have any. You, you might want to look away for a sec. That, that's fine. All right, moving on. Next, we need an egg. Hey, does anybody know how to crack an egg? Yeah. Well, I heard that if you throw an egg really hard into the pan, it'll bounce, up, bounce back up into my hand. Wait, you don't believe me? I'll show you. Ready? Oh. Oh. The magic word. I always forget the magic word. And now I just need to mix this up. Oh. Oh, man. I forgot my spoon. I guess I'll just uh, mix that up with my hand. Yeah. Never forget your spoon. It's really gross. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, just gonna clean off my hands. Ugh. Clean up around me a little bit. Oh man, did I? Oh, I forgot the garbage. Well, I don't want to waste any of this eggy gooiness. Or, yeah. Just gonna put that in. Be completely fine. All right, this is looking great. Anybody want to taste? Yeah? No? No? Okay. Okay, so there's, uh, I mean, sorry. You know, there's... Oh, I truly take after my father. And for some reason, my mom wanted me to stress that. <laughs> so... There's two ways I can cook this. I can cook it right here, or I can go downstairs, put it in the oven, and then cook. Then you'll all get hungry. Then you'll all get cranky. Then you'll all get hungry, cranky. So I think I'm just going to cook it right here. Now for one last little special ingredient to help with the baking. Did I forget anything? Am I forgetting anything? Oh, the sugar! That's fine. 
Yeah, my nickname is actually Lazy Chef. So now let's cook these cookies. Don't worry, I've done this many times before. Woo! That's really cooking. Really cooking my diet right now. Now, the recipe says 15 minutes, but I'm thinking like 10 more seconds is enough. Ready? Count with me. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, done. All right, do you guys think they're done? Yeah, okay. Uh, let's just, oof, oof. That's, that was pretty hot. All right, let's just, oof. That's it. All right, now, who thinks there's cookies in here? Me. Not all of you? Okay, I'll check. Whoa, look at those delicious cookies. Whoa, oh wait, they're not there. What? Oh, hold on. Oh, I forgot the magic word. Quick, everybody say abracadabra with me. Ready? Abracadabra. Oh, oof, they're there. Oof, almost gave me a heart attack. Heart, heart attack. Yeah, they're really there. Does everybody believe me? No. no? I'll check again. Yeah, there are delicious looking cookies. You, you still don't believe me? I Fine. I'll show you. Look at those cookies. We're a good cooker. Go. We're all giving, we're giving you all cookies now, so. Hello, my name is Griffin Linquist and I'll be your guest speaker today. In Kids Church, we talk a lot about growing up to be the person God wants us to be. We are learning what that means, how we do that in our lives and where we can find answers to our questions. We have been learning that the Bible tells us about going with God and how we can make choices while we are growing up that help us become the people God has chosen us to be. Sometimes Bible stories are hard for us to understand because they happened so long ago. And the world back then was much different than it is now. We need to learn in a way that relates to us, just like adults do. So our leaders look for ways to help us learn to be the person God wants us to be in ways we understand. Sometimes we play games, act out Bible stories, make drawings, or do other things that help us understand. And sometimes we even get to make movies. In our video today, we told the story of the Good Samaritan, but in a way that we can relate to. We understand about bullies and bullying. We talk about it a lot at school, and we know what that means. In the Good Samaritan, we learn how God wants us to treat people who are hurt or struggling. We have the choice to see someone being bullied or hurting and run away from them to protect ourselves. We have the choice to not notice what is happening to those around us because we are only paying attention to ourselves. Or we can see what is happening and choose to do something to help. God tells us in Matthew 22, 37 to 40, how he wants us to treat other people, all people, the ones that are hurting, the ones that are not, and the ones that hurt others. He says, love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and prophets hang on these two commandments. 
We are trying to understand how to do that. When we love God, we put him first and we respect him. We are learning how to follow where God leads us and do what is right in his eyes. When we love our neighbors, we don't hurt them or lie or steal or envy or cheat. Because loving someone shouldn't hurt them. However, it's not just about not doing the bad things, it's about doing the good things too. Another way to say that is treat others how you would like to be treated. You guys are all probably wondering how a silly magic trick can tie into the message for today. Well, let me educate you. When Leaf was making his cookies, he put some of the right ingredients in, like salt and flour. He also put some nasty things in, like lighter fluid, dirty paper towel, and spit. How many of you thought it was possible to make an edible cookie out of that mess? But then fire, and boom, cookies. You had a chance to taste those cookies. They were pretty good, weren't they? This magic trick is a parable. A parable is a word meaning story that has another meaning that helps us understand a bigger lesson. We try to do our best and do the right thing, and it doesn't go the way we think it should. Like when Leaf used cake mix instead of plain flour, or when the salt spilled. Those ingredients were supposed to be in the recipe, but it didn't go as planned, and we thought it would spoil the cookies. Other times, we just screw up, like when we've put in dirty paper towel and lighter fluid. Sometimes we just have rotten luck, like the egg. And sometimes we make choices that can hurt ourselves or other people, like when we've spit in the bowl, then there's a fire. How many of you thought the place was going to go up in flames when a link was, was in charge of open flame? I'm talking to you, Graham. <laughs> Not gonna lie, I was a bit nervous too. Well. The fire represents going through a difficult or stressful time. So how does that tie into growing up to be the person God wants us to be? Well, here's the thing. When we let God take all those experiences, mistakes, and choices and trust that he knows what he's doing, suddenly what we thought was a mess turns out to be something pretty amazing. The Bible is full of people who are not perfect and didn't look they, they would be able to do what God chose them to be or be the person God chose them to be like Moses, and Jonah, and Jacob, and Abraham, and David, and so on and so forth. But when those people trusted God, amazing things happened. We can feel like all we do is mistakes, or that there isn't anything special about us that God would want. We might think there's no way God could do anything good with our lives. We try to love our neighbors and do the right thing, but we mess up all the time. That's okay, because God still loves us and life isn't over. We are also learning that we don't have to go learn all this stuff on our own. We can ask questions and try things and learn from our mistakes and from others. We can talk to people around us, our family, our friends, and our church to help us learn and grow and become the people God wants us to be. You are our role models. Please teach us. You might just learn something from us too. One of the first things that parents can choose to do to model God's love is dedicate their children to the Lord. That means they are promising God in front of their church and family and friends that they are going to do their best to show their child God love. They are promising to try to raise their, raise their child to be the person God wants them to be, and they are saying that they need their church family to help them because raising kids is hard, apparently. Today, Dan and Kristen Murphy would like to dedicate the one, the only, Theo. Take it away, Graham.
It's our landmark video. And uh, at Into One Community Church, we say that we are on a road trip in earnest pursuit of Jesus. We find hope and freedom in the love of Christ. And what we try to do to make this um, journey, the, the, the road trip come to life, we, 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 try to, we try to word things in such a way that we will be able to have points that we can look back on. And so we have a thing that we call landmarks. Landmarks are spots on your journey where you stop. You get out of the car, you take a photo. We, we, we mark those moments as key. And so we, we, we do that for uh, marriages, and we do that at funerals, lifetime moments, right? Significant spots. We do that for child dedication. And we have a special one that we've added in as well. We call it heartbreak survivor. Key moments in life where we pause for a moment. And this is a checkpoint service for us. And so checkpoint is another way of saying we're regularly on this road and we keep driving, we keep going, but we stop every once in a while. And we stop because if you don't stop for a moment and think about what you're doing, you just do it without thinking. And we don't want to do that. We want to do things on purpose by choice. And so checkpoint happens once a month where we stop and we have communion. We choose to remember uh, what, what God has done for us in the distant past. We choose to remember what, what, what God has done for us in, in the recent kind of past. And then we reevaluate. Are we where we would like to be? It's easy to get off track. We, uh, just, a, just a small bit. Just, just a little bit too busy. Just, just a little bit too selfish. Just a little bit too... We, we get off track. And so we, we try to take a checkpoint service to say, I got to get back on track. I've got to keep living the life that I said that I wanted to live. I've got to be the person... That, that I said I wanted to be. I need to reconnect with God. And so we remember, we reevaluate, and then we, we refocus. So before we leave, we refocus. We choose to say, I got off track. I'm not going to beat myself up about that. I'm going to ask for forgiveness. I'm going to repent, and I'm going to ask for forgiveness, and then I'm going to go forward on the track that I want. So that's a checkpoint. Checkpoint is one of those spots that we stop. Landmark is one of those places that we decide we're going to stop for a moment. We're going to make it significant. So we ask everyone, you know, get out of the car, right? So that's why you're here. You're here because you got out of the car today. We're going to ask you to take a photo. That means we're going to have, we're going to take a moment. And maybe there was a, spe a special uh, uh, rock on the ground that has the plaque on it, right? And you, this is the view that you have. Well, we want to take that view today. And this view today focuses on child dedication. We want to help and celebrate with Dan and Kristen and Abby and Theo this, this family part. But, but we're a church, and I, and I don't know what church means to you, but it has nothing to do with this building. The church is very much who we are. We are the church, and the, the picture that we have been given repeatedly is that we are a family, and as a family, this dedication of a child is not just for them. This dedication of a child is for us, us collectively. We celebrate in this child dedication moment. And so we, we have this time that we set aside and we want to celebrate them. We want to bless them. We want to dedicate their child to God. We want us to dedicate ourselves to being involved in that child's life. And we want to ask that Dan and Kristen would before us say, we're going to choose this. This lifestyle that we're on, we're we choose it. It's not forced upon us. Nobody made us do it. We're choosing this, and we're going to choose to bring up Theo in a way that he will love and understand who God is. 
that it won't just be about following rules or, or doing things because somebody else told you to do them, that they will train him and teach him in such a way that he will move to understand the significance behind the stuff that we do. So, the part that you're really all waiting for. Dan, Kristen, Abby, Theo, come on. I'm not an us. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Yeah, there's a, there's a great story in Nehemiah. If you ever go back and you read your Old Testament, Nehemiah was in charge of rebuilding the wall to protect Jerusalem after it had been broken down. And all the neighboring countries didn't really like that idea. They thought, it's better without the wall. We can get in whenever we want. But they, they kept sending messages to Nehemiah, who was up working on the wall. And he said, I cannot come down. I am doing something great. I'm about a great work. Dan and Kristen are in the midst of doing a great work, and there are all kinds of things that are going to be there to distract them, to call their attention, to, to, to focus their hearts on worry. There are all kinds of these things, and we're going to stand with them and encourage them to say, I can't come down. I can't get involved in that other stuff. I, I, I have to say no to these other things. I'm going to say yes to these things that are key. I can't come down. I'm about a great work. So I'm going to ask Dan and Kristen a couple of questions. And uh, I've already told them the answer that I want them to, to give me. Uh, <laughs> and, then, and then I'm going to ask you uh, a question as well. And I'm not going to direct you in your answer. I will explain what it means. But this is a three-part process for Theo, for this family, and for this family. Three different layers that we're going to talk about now. And so first, uh, I'll start with Dan and Kristen. Is it your desire, your free choice, to bring Theo to a house of worship, a place where we focus on Jesus, where you teach him who Jesus is, and you, you teach him what God has done for us? Is, your, is it your desire that you would raise your child to understand and to love Jesus Christ? Into one. Extended family. You don't get out of this just because you don't come here all the time. We have the opportunity to be involved in someone's life. Sometimes it just happens and we decide how much we're going to choose to be involved. But there are moments that we like to stop to make something significant. You saw a bunch of kids up here already, they're part of our family. They're part of our life. Will you, extended family and friends, and into one church family, will you choose to adopt one more child into this family? Will you choose to be a good and wise example to this child? Will you choose to do something that is inconvenient for you, that might go against what you would prefer for the benefit of this child and to the glory of God. Extended family, friends, into one. Is this a choice that we, that we can, that you will make? If it is your desire, then you can say we will. If it is not your desire, 
just don't say anything. <laughs> no, we don't want you. We don't want to pull you into saying something that's artificial. But I, w- I want you to, d- I want to harp on this a little bit so that you realize what it is that we commit to. So into one, extended family, friends, will you commit to give of your time, your treasure, and your talent to the benefit of Theo May I borrow your son? Is it just cuter when I hold him than when Dan does it? There's no awe when he was holding, but I understand. There he is. Everybody, get a good look. Now, this is a significant moment, and so I would ask that you would stand with me as I pray a blessing. And I appreciate if you would agree with me in this blessing as we pray. Not something that I just have special power for, but we all have the ability to come before God and ask these things. And so let's do that in a united manner. Kind Father, giver of all good gifts, I thank you for the gift of Theodore, Ezra, Robin Murphy. He is beautiful inside and out. We recognize and declare that he is made in the image, in the likeness of God the Father Almighty. We don't know exactly how that works out, but you have told us that that is true. He is also in the image and likeness of Dan and Kristen. And the coming together has made this Theo. And this works beautifully with the notion that we have of being into one. A connection together. God and us. We declare and decide that we would like to be the answer to the prayer of Jesus. Not the only answer. When he prayed in John 17... Father, make them one, that we would be together, being perfected into one. God, we pray your blessing upon Theo now, that you would care for him, provide for him, give him great wisdom and understanding. Dan and Kristen have offered him up before you and say he is yours first, theirs Second, we trust you with our own lives, but sometimes it's harder to trust you with those lives of the ones that we love. But today, we lift up Theo in delight, and we say, God, once again, we trust you with this one that you have given to us. May we be blessed by him, and may he bless many others. Because he carries the blessing of God for his future, for his relationships, for his health, for his family. In everything that he touches, would you bless him? Call him towards yourself in a way that he would understand you at a time and in a sequence that is right for him. 
Lord Jesus, we bless this child in your name. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. That was beautiful. Now, the, the secret to church growth is to get people who are committed to keep having kids. And so, um, <laughs> Dan and Kristen are both part of our steering committee and uh, very important to us. And I'd like to ask the other members of the steering committee that are here today, come on up and uh, to join us up here. This is the uh, stop and take a photo moment. So, we would like to take a photo. So, uh, steering committee members, come on up. And we're going to present them with their official landmark of this child dedication. Get right in here. Get right in on this. And so you just put it all together. See how beautifully that works? Just for cameras everywhere. Um, we have met and we have, we've talked about these guys behind their back plenty of times. And it is our joy to represent into one to welcome officially Theo, Theodore Ezra Robin Murphy into into one. We are glad you're here. We are glad that you're part of our family, you and the rest of your family. Thank you very much. Welcome them, please. Communion is a time at church when you can gather family and friends to help celebrate the, the rebirth of Jesus. This happens in the time of the Bible when Jesus would heal and help people for no gain of his own. Some really bad people called Pharisees hated Jesus. Jesus had gathered lots of people called fishers of men or people that were with Jesus and had a dinner one night when Jesus found out something. He told the other disciples, which are the other people that are with Jesus, also known as the fishers of men, that one of them would betray him. And one by one, each of the disciples said, not me, it wouldn't be me. Next, Jesus took bread and broke it. This is my body. Eat this in remembrance of me. Next, he took a cup of wine, uh, I mean, grape juice, and said, this is my blood. Drink this in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread or drink this cup, you will remember my promise to the world. Later, one of the disciples, Judas to be exact, sold Jesus to the Pharisees for 30 pieces of silver. Can you believe that? Like, 30 pieces of silver for the Son of God. But I don't know what he was thinking, but apparently not something very good. Maybe it was the wine. <laughs> they took Jesus up to the cross where there were two crooks. They both started hurling insults at Jesus like the rest of the Pharisees and other people there. Until one of the crooks started thinking, wait, this isn't right. This man had done no wrong and he is being killed along us who has deserved to die. So the man asked Jesus one question. When you go to your kingdom, will you let me see it? This is not the exact words, but simplified. Then Jesus said, today you will join me in my father's kingdom. This means that you will come to heaven with God today. Jesus died on the cross that day and was placed into a tomb with a big rock covering it for three days. 
People knew he was dead. Then on the third day, the huge rock was in front of the tomb, was completely gone. Praise God. And this is why we celebrate communion, to glorify Jesus rising from the dead. When the rock was removed, they, um, the disciples later found Jesus, and Jesus welcomed them and said, Hi, I'm, I'm alive now. Thank you, and let us partake in this communion today. Thank you for joining us this morning for our first ever Kids, for, uh, kids Church service. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks very much for being here. Uh, before you go, I wouldn't feel right if we didn't take the time to bless you before you leave. So will you stand and let me pronounce a blessing on you? Thank you. The beautiful part of what we saw today was this crayoned out gospel of Jesus. The, the way that we're supposed to live it. The way that we talk, the way that we are. Not in perfect words, not in perfectness, in honesty and authenticity. May you live this way, knowing that you are free because Jesus loves you, that what you receive from him is because of grace and not because you did it right. You did a great job because he loves you as you are. Be blessed in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now you may be seated. Really glad that you are here. Glad that you are part today. And the, the nicest thing about this is where we get to say again, the church of Jesus Christ isn't a building and it's not one group of people. It's a couple, a number, many groups of people coming together. So the different churches that are represented here today, beautiful. Glad that you are here. The different kinds of people that are here, beautiful. We're glad that you are here. The church isn't this. You are the church, and when you leave, you take the church with you. So I want to remind you as you go that we are Christ-centered, we are spirit-empowered, and we are mission-focused. And the mission that we are on is for everyone, everywhere, all the time. You are not leaving. You are being sent. You're on mission. <laughs>